You're now listening to Secrets to Kingdom Strategies, and this podcast will discuss Bible, marriage, business, marketplace leaders, bridging the church and the marketplace so you can advance the kingdom. Hosted by an apostle, a retired lieutenant colonel, CEO, and a kappa, I am Dr. Sam. This is Expanding Your Kingdom Business with our co-host, Akita. I am your wealth architect. I'm a woman of God, an educator, a CEO, and an AKA. Together, we'll journey over the four stages of business. Startup, growth, maturity, and when it comes time to sell, I'm excited. Let's get it. Yes, let's get it on. You know, who is this for? I tell you, those dreamers out there. I mean, we're listening to all these great conversations from these people in the marketplace. If you have a dream, this podcast will help you put that dream into reality for your business. Akita, who else do you think this is for? Well, I also think this is for the established business Mm. to help them strengthen their um, hole in the market, so to speak. But then at the same time, it could be for that person that has that idea that just wants to get ahead of the game by knowing some little tips before they actually get out there. Wow. You know, I also think this could be for those business owners who want to show their faith in new ways and exemplify God through their business. This podcast is for you. Now, we're going to be talking about, you know, relevant topics, how to build a business plan, how to go and strengthen. We will even talk about your questions. But you know what? What's near and dear to our heart right now? It is tax season. Oh, my Lord. I don't know if you guys are ready, but Akita, man, what are you thinking about? I'm thinking about deductions that are missed, commonly missed Mm. for people. Okay. You're a business owner. You've been in business for years or maybe you've only been in the business for six months or less. Most people miss the deduction, which is the home office. Wow. Okay. So what is that deduction? That deduction is you have a room in your house. That's your office. You need to find that square footage because I know everybody knows the square footage of their entire house because that's how we buy a house, right? Yeah. But we don't think about, well, the room that I'm in has to have square footage too. So you take that square footage and divide it by the entire square footage of the home. Okay. You'll come up with a percentage. Let's just make it easy. My favorite 10%. 10%. Wait, wait, wait. So so I got a thousand square foot house and I got a hundred square foot for, mm. the, for, the, for the office. Yes. Okay. 10%. 10%. Now it could be different. Your percentage will be different, but we're just going to use 10% makes it easier. Okay. Okay. So in your house, what do you have? What do you use for your office? Light bill. Right. Okay. Um, you have insurance on your house. Okay. Okay. You might have repairs. On your house. I know I use the internet. There you go. That is a deduction for your business. But a lot of people also forget you got a security system. Oh, man. It protects that room that you have. So let's say that your light bill for the year is $2,400. Okay. 10% of that, which is $240, is deductible on your tax. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're telling me... I can legitimately not go to jail, deduct $240, 10, 10% of that bill for my business. Yes. Now, you might go to jail if you add a couple extra zeros, but we don't do that <laughs> yeah. here, okay? So, 
you take off, you calculate what it is for the year and multiply it by that percentage, 10%. 10% of your light bill, 10% of your security system, your gas, your water. Now, that room, if you do something to that room, let's say you decide to get your house painted on the inside. Okay. Okay. You need two bills or you need to know the breakdown for the actual room that's your office versus the entire paint okay. of the house. Okay. Because your office is totally different because that is the space that you're using and that is 100% deductible. Wait, wait. So I can't use the 10% deduction rule of the total. I need a separate bill because it's inside. Because it's your office. Gotcha. Because it's your office. Now, now I want to pause for a second because I, you know, I, I got ten fingers and I want to make sure I'm doing correct math. I, I know in this example we're using ten percent, but let's say in my personal example, my ten percent is twenty percent of my house. So I got a big office. It's twenty percent. Correct. Now I take twenty percent of the total bill. Yes. In your example. So my example is twenty four hundred. Twenty percent of that. 480. Okay, so the relationship from my home office is the relationship to the total. Yes. Gotcha. Thank yes. you. Yes. And so just make sure that you're picking up all your deductions. Some people live in the city, they have one bill for trash and gas okay. and utilities. But if you live out, you know, in the country, you might have separate bills. You still need to pick up those bills. Because that is a part of, quote unquote, your office. It's only a small percentage, but it helps out. Mm. So I know you're in the business and you have people coming to you asking you a whole bunch of questions about these deductions. From your experience, how many people actually leave these deductions on the table? Probably about 50 percent. Oh, well, it's not all of it. They'll pick up certain things. Okay. They'll do their utility, like the electric and the internet, because they think about that. But okay. they don't think about their trash. Gotcha. They don't think about their um, security system. They don't think about renters insurance. Mm-hmm. See, if you own your house, you have homeowners insurance, okay. which you can deduct. You take a percentage of that. But if you're renting the place, you also have renters insurance. You get to take that off. You know, if you have rent, you can take off a percentage of your rent. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, wait. Okay, so let, let's go back. Let's keep things simple. Okay. I, I got a hundred square foot house. Correct. I mean, a thousand square foot house. Correct. A hundred square foot room, 10%. Correct. Correct. And my rent or mortgage is a thousand dollars. Okay, so. Hold on. Okay. Because mortgage, we're going to hold on for a second. Okay, thank you. Okay, okay. I'm talking about if you rent. Rent. So so my my monthly rent is $1,000. Correct. So you get to take off $100. For my business. For your business. Now, that has to be from the time that you started. So if you started in October, you can't take $1,200. You can only take from October, November, and December. Okay. Okay. Now... When you talk about your mortgage, that might get a little dicey because 
you might be using that deduction on your schedule A. Ooh. Okay, for those of those, for those of us who are struggling to understand what is a schedule A, can you break that down for us? A schedule A is a form that you can use so that you can get higher than the standard deduction that the government gives you. Okay. Okay. If you are single, the standard deduction is thirteen eight fifty. Okay. If you're married, it's twenty seven seven hundred. Okay. So that schedule A, you can get more than that number. The goal is to make sure that you deduct more, you get a deduction more than that number to help you get a larger refund. Gotcha. Or to help you not owe. How about that? Okay. The goal is to not owe, not necessarily get a huge refund. Wow. 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 Okay. So, so I'm in this place and, and I'm preparing for, you know, tax. If, if I'm struggling to make sure I get all my deductions, is there a common way or an acronym or, or looking from head to toe? In, in my business to make sure that I capture everything? Well, everything that you use. Okay. Okay, so just think about everything that you use. You don't. You may not think about, oh, I use my house, but that's your office. So if you did not have an office in your home, you had it outside of your home, what would you pay for? Gotcha. Rent, light bill, internet. You got to have business insurance. So all those things are on a, I have a checklist, but the things that you use, I don't know what you may use. Okay. But these are the general ones that people tend to miss when they do have a business in their home. Wow. Man, my, my mind's blown right now because, you know, uh, my wife and I, we have several businesses and, and, and some of the things you talked about were tracking, but some of the stuff, you know, I personally haven't considered so, so I'm leaving money on the table. Yes. And to make it easier, I like to tell people, okay, if you have your business in your home, you have a business bank account separate than your personal. Okay. Pay the light bill, the portion, the 10% out of your business bank account. Everything else needs to be paid out your personal. Okay. So let's say, again, making it easy, $200 light bill, that would be $20. Gotcha. Okay. Now, do I want to split the bill every month and pay $20 from the business and then $180 from my personal? You can do that. Or you can wait three months and pay $60. Mm. Okay. And it looks even better because it's coming out your business bank account. Wow. You know, one of the things that you just said, it made me think about, I'm a Christian, right? And, mm-hmm. and, and, and as a Christian, you know, there are some people who um, cheat on taxes. You know, the issue becomes, if we're striving to be these Christians in the marketplace, we have to have an ethical standard. Correct. Correct. What do you advise those who are trying to not represent the kingdom and their ethics when it comes to their taxes? Well, first thing, you have a receipt or you pay for it out of your business bank account or credit card, okay? That keeps the information in front of you. Now, when you push that envelope, yeah, you may get caught, you may not. 
But they just hired tons of auditors mm. to look for anomalies. Okay? So it would be easier for you to just go ahead and just be straight with it. Okay? Because when you get audited, a lot of people don't like to be in front of the auditor. You get nervous. Most people don't even like the word IRS. Okay? I have to say Uncle Sam. <laughs> you know, federal government, Uncle Sam. State government, Aunt Mary. You know. And so they don't like those three letters. Well, if you don't like it, do right. Make sure you have everything documented. Do I need a bunch of receipts? No. But you need to keep them for your backing. Mm. You know, how did you come up with this number? You know, so that if, and it's a big if, you get audited, you're not being nervous because you don't have your books together or you don't have your backing. You go in there, put information on the table. They're going to calculate it, match your number, send you home. Okay, okay. Now, I'm thinking about another way to honor God, you know, beyond ethics. You know, I have a business. Can I pay 10% of my business to you know, my, my charity or, or, or to my church? I mean, what are your thoughts about that? You know, I, I pay tithes on my personal earnings. Correct. Because I'm a Christian and that's what I believe. But but if I'm dedicating this business to God, should I pay 10% of what the business owns? Well, l- let me say this. What is the purpose of the 10%? Isn't that protection? Mm. Okay? So here I am as an individual with a job. Okay? I pay 10%. And he said he would, what? Protect. Yes. Okay? So now I'm a business owner. I don't want him to protect my business. Mm. That doesn't make sense. Yes, that 10% is still protection. He's going to make sure that you're here when your counterparts are not. He's going to make sure that your business survived COVID, a a pandemic. Mm. A lot of businesses closed down. I can't say they closed down because they didn't pay their tithes. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. But... There are tithers out there that made it through, you know, and they're still here. So it's a big debate, but pay your time. You know, in your line of work, um, not naming any names, but but can you see a multiplication of those of your clients that pay tithes on the overall business income versus those who don't? Yes. Yes, I can. It depends on your tax structure, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? Because you have, you know, S-Corp versus C-Corp, sole proprietorship, partnerships, okay? So, depending on the tax structure, that donation or your tithes can make a difference. They can help your personal taxes. They can help you not owe, okay, on your personal. It can reduce what you owe if you, you know, have a business taxes, depending on your C-Corp. Okay, so it's a deduction. Sometimes it's 100 percent. Sometimes it might be 10 percent, depending on your income. But it does help. It definitely helps. So so not only are we invoking spiritual laws, Mm -hmm. but the natural laws are written that if you follow that principle, 
you can be blessed or advantages could come, come to you. you. Yes, yes. They touched a lot of things in the tax laws, but they didn't touch donations. Mm. They they limited how much you can take off on your state taxes, you know, and all that stuff, but they never touched your donations. Wow, wow. Speaking about donations, you know, um, my wife and I, we want to employ our kids. Okay. Um, can, can my kid work for me and, and, and how do I pay them? And, you know, for those of us who are thinking about building a family business, how does that work? Well, two ways you can pay them. Okay. And it also depends on their age too. Okay. Okay. So if you're not doing payroll and the definition of payroll means that you're going to take taxes out and then give them the net pay. Okay. Okay. So that means you're going to pay state and federal taxes out on their money and they're going to be left with the net pay. If you're paying them with the W-2, depending on their age, you can give them up to about ten, eleven thousand dollars $11,000. They won't pay taxes on it. But we're talking about a teenager. Okay. We're not talking about a two-year-old. Mm. Okay. A five-year-old. A teenager that acts like a five-year-old? Well, <laughs> okay. But, you know, those young ones, let's say I'm under six, okay? What do they really do in the business? So you can give them $599 a year without them having to pay taxes on it. $599, okay. Mm-hmm. Isn't that a funny number? It is. Yeah, because when you pay them $600, it becomes a taxable event. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. So... You could give them money for, you know, you're two years old. Pick up that piece of trash, put it, you know, put it in the trash can, baby. Okay, here's your, your quote unquote salary or wage. But it's not really because they're contracted for that period. Contracted laborers, if they make more than 600 a year, it's a taxable event. You need their social security number and you need to report it to the IRS. Okay. Okay. That's a calendar year. January, December. Okay. Okay. Now, when you're talking about older children and now you want to get onto payroll so that you can pay taxes already out for them before they get their money, you can even set them up with the 401k. What? Look, yes. So how does that work? Well, that comes out of their wages. Hmm. And so right now, 401k, you can take off Twenty-three thousand a year. Wait, wait. So if I put twenty-three thousand in their four hundred one k, and they're eighteen, by the time that they're thirty, they could have a good little retirement yeah. before they even a little nest egg to start life. To start life with, you know, they're not waiting until they're thirty and forty to start. You've already started putting in for them. And even if you don't do a 401k, you know, they're getting a paycheck. Are you really going to give them the entire paycheck? No. Put in the savings account. Okay. Let it grow some interest. Get a high yielding savings account. They won't touch it. They won't see it. When they turn when they turn 16 or 17, what's the first thing they're going to want? Can I have a car? You paid for it in advance. <laughs> you, you've already have the money out there 
because they've been working for you this whole time. Maybe since they were 13 or 14, you've been paying them, putting it in their account, savings account, giving them a little bit, you know, checking so they can pay their tithes on their money. Okay. And then here there are 16, 17. They want a car. You've already got the money. Wow. Mom and dad looks beautiful right now. Not realizing that's their money anyway. Mm. I tell you, this is awesome. This is, I mean, God is allowing us to have this conversation. And I know you guys out there black man, how can we get a hold of you guys? I mean, Akita, I know we're going to put our information in the bio. Um, and we want you guys to be able to ask questions. If any of this information has been helpful for you, and as we go throughout the year, we're going to be on once a month. Um, send your questions to questions at samuelhayes.org. We'll have that information in the bio and we will address your questions on here. Whatever topic we're talking about, whatever we uh, previous topics we're talking about. But 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 Akita, I mean, before we before we close this down and pray, anything else you want to hit us with? Ooh, let me just put this nugget out there. So if you have a regular job and you decide that, hey, I'm not making enough money to meet my bills and I get a second job, please, that second job, do single and zero. Mm. Because of the fluctuation of the hours, they're not going to take taxes out. Now, when you say single and zero, what are you referring to exactly? On on your W-4 that you fell out for a job, you're going to put single and zero. Even if you're married with 22 kids, okay? The key is that second job... You don't work regular. It's not 40 hours a week. Gotcha. It might be 10 one week, two next week. It fluctuates so much that they won't take taxes out. At the end of the year, you're going to have this W-2 with ten dollars or $20,000 on it with no federal taxes taken out. $10,000 puts you in a new tax bracket. Your regular job, it's already there. The taxes are taken out at the bracket that you're in. You've just added ten thousand or twenty thousand to it in a new tax bracket. You're going to end up owing. Mm. Okay, so you want to make sure that that second job that you're getting to pay bills on single and zero. You might have to work a little longer than you expect, but at the end of the year, you won't owe Uncle Sam because that's one bill you're going to have to pay. Okay, now. If you owe more than $500, yeah, you need to check your W-4. Something is wrong. Really, if you're getting a refund higher than $2,500, you should still check it. You've given them too much money to play with, okay? And yeah, you might have to sit down and kind of play with it to get your exemptions right, especially with this new W-4 they have out. I hope they go back to the one in 2019 because it was easier to figure out so that you can basically break even and when I say break even I'm talking about you owe 500 or you getting a refund of 2500 that $3,000 range the reason why I'm saying 500 because if you owe less than 500 there's no penalty in interest gotcha anything above that now you are paying the interest on it and penalty okay and if you're giving them more than $2,500 to play with in a year I think you can put that back in your budget Okay, and I know changing the withholdings, you need to 
look at your budget because you could lose $10 by changing your withholding. But then at the same time, if you're getting a big refund, you could gain $20 and help you pay your bills off. Okay, so you have to look at everything when we're talking about becoming a business owner or you're a current business owner and you're still trying to get your budget together. You have to look at these little things to help affect the big thing, which is you being stronger for the kingdom of God and being able to give and help people. Okay, so. That's just the nugget I like to throw out all the time. No, I appreciate it. You know, as we're trying to be wise stewards so we can help advance the kingdom, just sit down and just listen to these wisdom. Pray over it and see how it's going to help you. So we're going to get ready to pray and then we're going to close it out. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for us to be able to have this quick conversation. For our dreamers out there that want to get into business, for our business owners that are out there who are preparing to render under Caesar what is Caesar taxes. Lord, allow them to not leave anything on the table so they can manage their affairs and be wise stewards. Lord, we just thank you for everything that we shared and have let them have questions, O oh Lord, that we can answer in the future. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Thank God. Amen. Amen. All right, y'all. Hey, we'll see you next month. Let's join us and go on this journey. Yes. Let's have a good one. All right.